Welcome to another weekend bonus episode of the Tech Meme Ride Home, the review edition, I guess. I'm Brian McCullough. As I mentioned, Google was generous enough to give me a phone and a watch to review when I covered the Pixel event last week. So, I mean, if they do something like that, then I kind of don't need to read other reviews to you. Having said that, I do realize that gadget reviewing is a skill that I haven't really exercised over my career, so I probably am not that great at it. If you want to look in the show notes, I hope to remember to link to reviews from The Verge of both things we're about to talk about. A caveat I want to give up top is, obviously, I'm someone coming from the Apple ecosystem. I do like to get my hands on an Android phone every couple of years just so that I can be conversant with things on the other side of the Great Divide. But you should clearly understand I'm coming at this from an iOS and iPhone user's perspective, which is why, after I give you my review, the second half of this episode will be me talking to a regular Android user to sort of square the perspectives. First up for the reviews, let's do the phone, the Pixel 8 Pro. I picked the Pro when Google offered me the option because... This is the phone that they say will eventually be able to run their AI models natively on device. So I wanted to have that option to test that out in the future whenever they make it possible. Here's another caveat, though. I've never been a big phone guy. By big phone, I mean like the larger phones. I've never gone for the iPhone Maxes, which is why I was surprised by how much I like the size of the Pixel 8 Pro. In the hand, it's actually noticeably lighter than my iPhone 14 Pro, not 14 Pro Max, the smaller bigger phone. I've not felt the new supposedly lighter iPhone Max 15s as comparison with, what is it, um, titanium that they have, but the Pixel 8 Pro feels so good in my hand, it's almost making me think about, maybe I should get the bigger phone the next time I upgrade my iPhone. Obviously, the advantage of the bigger phone is all about having that additional screen real estate, and if a big phone is big but not heavy, I'd be willing to jump at that additional screen size. It also wasn't as overweening in my pockets. I always see people putting their big phones in their back pockets, which I never want to do, though I have not been wearing jeans as much yet this autumn. I switched over to those Lululemon slacks that everybody raves about now. Wonder if that has something to do with it not seeming so huge in my pocket. I might have to force myself to try jeans pockets for a few days to be sure. Speaking of the screen real estate, It's huge on the Pixel 8 Pro. It's gorgeous. It's also bright as all get out. Yes, you can use it in direct sunlight, though you have to, of course, force the brightness in settings if you want it. Also, if you want that 120 hertz maximum refresh rate on the screen, you got to enable that in settings too. Little pro tip from me. Another caveat, I haven't had a Pixel phone since before the pandemic, so I missed out on all of the recent experiments with curved displays. This is gone on the Pixel 8 lineup. It's a completely flat screen, which I hear is a good thing. Might also be why it's nicer to hold in the hand. What's not nice is the aluminum on the frame. Chris Messina was with me at the AI conference this past week, and when I showed him the phone, he was like, why is it so scuffed up? The aluminum gets nicks and scratches right away, along with fingerprints. Although apparently the 8 doesn't have this, so take that into consideration if you're trying to decide between the Pro and the regular 8. One big thing that I do love coming from the iPhone side, I love the Jordi LaForge-style camera bar on the back. Like, love it. It's so annoying on iPhones and iPads the way the Apple camera bump, the Mesa or whatever it is, makes it basically impossible to set the phone down in any sort of stable way if you want to, you know, type on it on a flat table or something. 
The Pixel Camera Bar gives you that, plus it also gives you a little ridge to rest your fingers on when you're holding the phone, which is surprisingly nice. One more hardware thing, it has a temperature sensor, which, you know, I don't know. And most reviewers seem to be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, okay, here's how hot your cup of coffee is, which, great, what am I supposed to do with that? They claim that eventually you'll be able to take a person's temperature with it, but until then, it's also not as cool as it could be, even as a gimmick, because you get like a one-shot attempt at temperature taking, almost like you're taking a photo, like snap, and that's it. It would be cooler if it gave you a continuous temperature reading as you waved the thing around. Like, here's how hot your coffee is, here's the temperature of the table it's sitting on, and that book, and then here's your brother's arm, but no, it doesn't do that. On to the software by which I'm mainly going to talk about camera stuff. For example, Best Take is amazing, especially if you have kids taking a family portrait. One kid is always not smiling with all of their heart, as you know. But now you can take a burst of photos and pick the best smile and replace the one person that was blinking or whatever. It's not seamless. If you look too hard at a picture, you might not see the heads lining up with the necks exactly. But it's good enough that you'll probably use it. Magic Editor is amazing. You have to do this in Google Photos after you shoot, just like you do with Best Take. But let's say you take a photo of your kid jumping in the air. You can go in later and just with your finger, move that kid up, I don't know, six feet so that it looks like they're taking off Superman style. That sounds gimmicky, but imagine you take a beautiful sunset photo and you love it. You want to frame it. You just wish that rando stranger hadn't walked into the frame. Well, you can take them out again, just with your finger. The AI fills in the background for you. I feel like this is going to be table stakes as a sort of feature that every smartphone camera system is going to need to have in the near future. And Audio Magic Eraser for video is something that should absolutely become table stakes because it's amazing. As you're taking video, the system is somehow able to separate various noises into various channels. So if I'm walking down 8th Avenue, there's loud traffic noises. The AI separates all of the noise in the video into channels so you can take out the certain noises that you don't want automatically. Here's an audio clip from a video I took on the loud streets of Brooklyn. See if you can hear the difference. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks. It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon that is already sick and pale with grief that thou, her maid, art far more fair than she. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks. It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon that is already sick and pale with grief that thou, her maid, art far more fair than she. And I didn't have to do any heavy lifting to edit that. I just went into the edit audio settings on the video. As for pictures in terms of quality, I mean, they're fine. I'm not technical enough to go into the differences, but from my non-professional eye, iPhone photos still look superior, but that could be recency bias, familiarity bias. About Android itself, I mean, it's pretty great. There's not really, at this point, a lot of muscle memory that you have to do or, you know, reconfigure your brain at this point to switch between OSs. They're not exactly the same, but everything's generally intuitively similar. The stuff that I really want to try out on this thing is the new Google Assistant with Bard, but that's not available yet. And that actually gets into something that we'll probably talk more about in the second half of this episode. To make Android 
really work for you, you probably got to go all in with the entire Google ecosystem, right? Google Photos, share all of your Gmails, the whole shebang. If I were to not do that, would I not see the way Bard potentially revolutionizes Assistant in the future? That's the whole thing with Android full stop, though. You got to give Google everything, all your stuff, all your data, or you're really not going to get all of the optimizations, all of the full you know, magic that the Android system can do for you. Finally, I'll just touch on the watch because I didn't test it as much. So high level stuff here. Battery life on the watch was good all day battery life, which is apparently something the Gen 1 Pixel watch definitely lacked, apparently. I have a hell of a time getting the bands on and off, like five minutes of struggle every time. Now, Apple Watch's band release mechanism, it ain't great, but at least for me, the bands on the Pixel Watch are diabolical. I really like the rounded screen. It looks more like a watch should on your wrist. The screen is bright. Apps are useful. Though I do want to note, it's really small looking on my watch, which again could be recency bias. But, you know, it kind of feels like a toy watch, especially if you're a man, if you're a larger man. And frankly, you know, smaller body types might actually enjoy that. Female users, they might be genuinely enthusiastic about not having a giant brick on your wrist. But the real reason I didn't get to test the watch more was that you need full Fitbit integration to get all the features. And that just got set up yesterday by Google. Which actually brings up another interesting point. No going into this. If you buy a Pixel Watch, you're only getting half the experience unless you sign up for the $10 a month Fitbit Premium or whatever subscription. I mean, people do that all the time with their Fitbits and Aura Rings. But coming from an Apple Watch where unless I do Apple Fitness or something like that, I don't need to pay a monthly subscription. So again, factor that into your consideration of if you can afford or want to afford the Pixel Watch. There you go. A review of the Pixel experience from a non-Pixel user. If I were an Android user, Pixels are the only way I'd go because I hate what OEMs do with their weird crufted versions of Android. I want the pure thing, baby. And as for the watch, I think I'll stick with the Apple Watch happily, but the Pixel seems to be inching closer to parity. Now, in the second half of this episode, let's talk about this more with someone from the other side of the Great Divide, a genuine Android user, my cousin Kev. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity, but user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months. Or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. 
Whenever I need to do financial research for this show, for instance, during tech earnings season, when I have to analyze how various companies' stocks have been performing, I only ever turn to our sponsor today, Yahoo Finance. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They are the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Cousin Kev, long time no talk. Well, not really. We talk online a lot, but yeah. yeah. Do you do you really listen all the time? Yeah, I listen uh, every day on the way home from work. So it's it's almost perfect. I live. Uh, it's about a, a twenty minute drive home. So uh, it's well, that perfect. that works. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, then the the real question is. Um, were you excited for the new Pixels? Did you order one? I did. I pre-ordered uh, right away. I was very excited. I uh, I had the the six Pro uh, mm. up in, up until this morning. So yeah, I had the uh, the Pixel Six Pro. Um, prior to that, I had the Pixel Three A. Mm-hmm. That those were the first Pixels that I had. Um, have you I have you ever was, done Have you ever done like and like like uh, um, uh, Samsung or like what's your yes like yeah Android sort yeah. of experience. So I had uh, I had the the Google G one, uh, wow, which was the, which was the OG the, the wow first, yeah that was the the first Android phone I, I yeah. did have that uh, got that right when it came out. Uh, you know what's really funny is um, just a, a, a quick aside. Uh, my dad worked for uh, T Mobile at the time, and right. I told him I said. Dad, there's this new operating system coming out that for phones that, that Google's coming out with. I think it's going to be a big deal. I was like, I really think this is going to be like the next thing. Um, because I the the iPhone was out uh at the time, right? Right. Um, right. Cause it uh the first Google phone came out, I'm I'm remembering like let's say six to eight months afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it had been and, talked about for a while. There was, there was also, talks of the Google phone for, for a couple years before that. Well, maybe. You know what? Maybe I got to go back and do research on that. But also, your your, your dad worked at, at Motorola for years too, right? Yeah, so, worked yeah. at Motorola for years and then, uh, you know, fixing computers. That obviously went, it wasn't that uh, much of a thing anymore. So he transitioned to working um, on cell equipment. So he worked on cell equipment forever until he retired. Uh, but um, but you know what it was. I remember what it was. So th- there was the the Google phone, which was going to be a thing. It was uh, Google had bought Android. There were some um, there were some versions of it that were kind of floating around out there that I think people were playing with because you know it was all open source. And uh, but it wasn't supposed to be touch centric. Mm. And then the iPhone came out, and then they quickly pivoted to make it more so- touch. Okay, uh, HTC Dream. 
Yes. Uh, was T-Mobile. Uh, the uh, T-Mobile G1 announced on September 23rd, 2008. Um, and it was a slider that yep. I'm looking at. Like, so it had like physical uh, keys, sort of like a um, Blackberry style. You know what? I, I think I have it here. <laughs> Kevin's going to look for it right now. I might. I don't want to look. I, I have a drawer here that's got a bunch of old phones, and I swear. It's yeah, we call it our, our our museum of tech in my house. But yeah. um, yeah. Um, okay. So you you you're so Android OG. You had the very first one. I did. I had the the first one, uh, which was H- HTC. Um, I think the next few that I had were were HTC. Um, and you know, I don't know if you remember, but those phones were rock solid. I mean, those things were, they were made of metal. You could, you know, you couldn't break those things. Um, I did, I think I transitioned. My first Samsung was the note two. Mm. Um, and then from there I was Samsung until I got the, uh, pixel three a. Okay. Um, and, and that was kind of the first, I was always a, a flagship phone guy. Yeah. Um, it helped again. My dad working for T-Mobile, we got the phones for you know almost nothing, <laughs> so they had a very good deal at the time. Um, so I was always you know had the flagship when it came out. But um, he retired. I had to buy my own phones, and that's when I got the three A. That's when I went to a budget phone, um, <laughs> and then from that to a you know to the the six Pro, um, and now as of about uh, six hours ago, the eight Pro. You got it today. Um, and, and you got the pro too, like, like that's the one it's over here right now. So, um, yeah. uh, have you got to play around with it at all? I'm waving. I have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. you know, the first couple of hours were just transitioning everything. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is always a pain. Um, all right. So all let, let's, let's do this. Let's, and... let's do this first. Cause you, you sure. read my review, which I haven't even, um, recorded yet, but I sent you, um, my, my script for it, but, yes. um, I fucking love the I love the camera bar. I love the yes. Jordi LaForge thing. Like that's entirely useful. I love how light it is. I love um like it's like again, uh if I were in the Android ecosystem, I would only do pixels. Mm-hmm. Is that where you're at these days? I mean, I've I've seen some sexy as hell. Yeah, um, Samsung things, but like, where where do you come down in terms of like in the Android ecosystem? What's the best phone for you? You know, I would say now it's, it's the Pixel. Um, and there's a couple of things with the the camera bar that that you mentioned. That um, one, and you 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 allude to this in your your review. Um, it you know you can set it down on the phone and it's or on the on the uh, table and it doesn't have the wobble because right. it's it's symmetric. You know, the the yeah. bar goes yeah. all across the top. Uh, which is, you know, is one of those things that in the scheme of things, how much does it matter? But it's one of those annoyances that you get rid of. Um, the other thing, it is that the placement of it's nice. It does kind of catch your, it's a place to kind of rest your your finger a little yep. bit yep. Um, to give you a little bit better grip. People the have those thing, those cases where they have like the little thing on the, like the yeah. circular thing and that's to, to hold it. And like you, yeah. it's built into the phone there. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing, and I think this is something that um, it probably was intentional, but uh, you you notice them like it's it's got the Apple. Obviously, you you see an iPhone, and it's it's very um, uh, as soon as you see one, you know it's an iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as you see one of these, you know exactly Mm -hmm. what it is, and you can see it from a mile away. It's so um, it's so unique in it in its view. You you look at a, a Samsung, and you know Samsung has 
10 different models yeah, they release right. every year. But even then, you know, you got the, the you know, the Motorola's and, and um, you know, Asus's and then, and then you know, the Huawei's and, and mm-hmm. all of them. And they all look so similar that, uh, you know, when you see a, a pixel now, you yeah, know what it, it is right away. That's a good point. Um, did, did you have the previous ones that had the, uh, curved glass where people were talking about like how that sucked and like, this feels yeah. so good in the hand is, is what I said in the review. It does. It does. I, I actually, the first, uh, one I had that had the curved glass was the, the gal, the Samsung galaxy, uh, seven, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, was the first one that had the, the first one that I had that had the curved glass. And I thought, yeah, at the time I loved it. It, it definitely has a when bezel bezels were so much bigger mm-hmm. it it looked it was easier so much nicer yeah and it looked so much nicer because it it made the screen look like it went edge to edge uh what i would in my experience it made them so much easier to break though yeah uh, and so much harder to put like a real good screen protector on you couldn't mm. get you you eventually could but for a while you couldn't get like a tempered glass screen protector um so i'm I love that they got rid of the curved screen. I, I learned to, to hate it. And so uh, I was very happy when I heard that that was uh, going away. Okay. So you're, you're pixel fam. You're also pixel watch fam. Is this your first pixel watch? This is my first pixel watch. I okay. had, uh, I mean, I've had Fitbits um, okay. and this one is replacing the uh, galaxy watch five, which, oh, um, okay. Which I did like. I mean, there wasn't anything wrong with it, but um, you know, there's something to say for sticking with. Uh, you'll definitely appreciate this for sticking with an ecosystem and having everything just kind yeah. of meant to, you know, built to work together. So we're 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 about to get into that. All right, let me let me yeah. give you my my history with with phones, which is you know like, uh, you know, literally going back to Nokia's, then to the. Um, the the Motorola um, Razor, and oh, then yeah. I had in uh, because I couldn't bring myself to 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 be a BlackBerry person. I actually had a Black Jack. I don't know if you knew that one. It was a it was made by Windows or somebody, but it had a physical keyboard. Yeah, that that was the last phone I had before the iPhone. But okay, so and and we'll get into you trying to convince me to come over to the Android <laughs> side, but. <laughs> Um, when, when Android came out, cause I can remember going to San Francisco around that time when it came out and, um, you know, even me getting into podcasting was like listening to before there was the verge, was it in gadget that they were at or, um, Gizmodo it was in gadget, right? So like Neelai and, and Josh Topolsky and all those folks. And, and that's, that's what got me into podcasting is listening to them talk about like the Android fragmentation of it. Yeah. Right. Where, so which again, I, as I said in the review, like it, if I were going to do Android, I'd only do Pixel for the pure Android without all the cruft, without all the, the OEMs doing whatever they're going to do to it. Um, but that's when I made that choice, I, I think I transitioned to a Mac at that point or whatever, but it was mainly like um, I was hearing that like, yes, this Android thing is happening and there's a million different players and they're doing a million different things. And it's yeah. like, no, I want to do something that is simple. Um, yes. So did you have to endure that sort of like <laughs> the Android could be crazy and, and unreliable because the OEMs were doing all sorts of stuff? Uh, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's a, 
you know, it's sort of a necessary evil in some sense, because if you think about um, iPhones, you know, if you want an iPhone, it's or if you want to use iOS, uh, you have to have an iPhone and it's made by Apple and you have, you know, a couple of choices um, if and so there's obviously benefits to that. They control the entire market. So, um, you know, they can dictate what uh, releases come out and what what uh, hardware support it and all that. Um, right. Because and, let me let me let me just for the listeners. Let's yeah. say it's it's 2010, even 2012. Like if you buy a certain Android phone, it could like the next Android version, your your OEM might not support it or like you, you could be stuck on certain hardware devices yeah. and like, yeah. You might not get it. You might not get the next uh, or if you get it, it might be six months or right. you know right. a year or, right. you know. Uh, and, and so, yeah, that was definitely um, a headache. And, you know, uh, companies like like Samsung have always been pretty good about eventually coming out with with the, the releases. Um, I mean, obviously, they've gotten much better. Uh, that is one of the reasons when I went to Pixel was because I knew mm -hmm. I was going to get the the update right away. Well, um, and now you've got seven years of updates, which did I even put that in the review? I, I need to add. I don't think I you it. did, but I, I need mean, to. I need to. Yeah. You know what? It, 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 I'm never going to have a phone for seven years. N no, <laughs> you know us I mean? normal folks. <laughs> well, no, no. I was going to say us geeks uh, won't have a phone that long. But that makes a yeah. lot of sense for like the long tail of the market. Like, well, that, and. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you think about it, like handing a phone down to your kids, you know, like I've got, uh, you know, my youngest is 11 and he's he's in middle school now. So we kind of had to get him a phone um, because he gets home before we do on the bus. And and um, and and that's a struggle. He's He's got my 3A, my Pixel 3A, but it's not technically supported anymore. Mm. So it's not getting updates. So, you know, so in that sense, yes, being able to pass the phone down to somebody who, you know, I don't care if they break it. Um, that's, that's great. Uh, but yeah, I'm never going to have, you're, I would suffice to say most people are never going to have a, a phone for seven years. There is um, a, I, I think I've said this on the show. There is in the industry, a sense that the, if, if the upgrade cycle was two to three years, it is moving down the chain to like three yeah. to four, four to five. So like, it's a smart move by Google. I'm, I, I don't know that this is something, but, but, but what we've said a million times on the show is at this point phones aren't that different so it could yeah. be a smart move where it's just like like a tablet like phones probably could be tablets at this point where you buy uh, a tablet and you don't need another one for five yeah. to ten years you know yeah yeah you're right you're right um it, it definitely is i mean look they also did it they were getting uh pressure to do it for some time too um, you know, Samsung had, was it four or five years that they announced, uh, Apple announced that they were going to support for four or five years. Um, so it was, uh, and they, and it's obviously worked. They've gotten tons of, of positive reaction from announcing that they would support it for seven right, years. Right. Because so, the, the, the iPhone 10 is the one that recently went off support for Apple. Yeah. So that's five years. So that's, uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if nothing else from a marketing standpoint, it's it's genius to do. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, to be able to keep the phone as even if you're keeping it as a spare or a backup or something like that, just being knowing that it's still going to work and still will be supported is is 
you know, good. It, there's nothing that can't be bad. That's a great thing. So let me, so um, you've been with pixel for a few years. Like, do you agree with the, the sentiment that I said in the review, which is if I am, if I ever go to the Android side, I'm only going to do pixel. Is that, uh, I mean, you know, look, uh, Samsung makes some great stuff, but like, do you like that concept of it being pure Android? Is that a, a pull for you? I, I want to correct you a little bit. Um, okay. When they move from uh, when they move to the Pixel line, it's not pure, pure Android anymore. Why not? It's, they they have their own skin on it. Uh, so you know, pure Android is uh, what do they call it? AOSP. It's like the uh, Android Open Source Project. It's it's not that anymore. It, well, look at it. How many? Uh, but but are... I mean, shit, Kev. Like you're so you're so. This is why you're on. You're so deeper in the weeds that I had no idea that's true. And how many things are Pixel exclusive? Right, so if it's Pixel exclusive, it's not. Huh. Then it can't be pure Android. Oh, I get they, it. They did that when they went to the Pixel line. Um, it, when they came off Nexus, Nexus, the Nexus phones were were pure. Uh, now it's the closest to pure that you're going to get. Um, they definitely, it's it's the the skin that's on it is very minimal. Um, the launcher is they call it Pixel Launcher, so it has its own launcher, is, which, is, which is basically is, the, the skin of it. Is that related to the fact that it's the Tensor chips in there? Is like that? No, they did that before. Uh, so when they okay. came out with the Pixel, you know, the Pixel One, which the the Tensor chip wasn't until the six. Uh, that's when they moved from the Nexus line, which is what they used to call their line, to the Pixel line. That's when they started to try to do a differentiation uh, on them. Um, now, again, it's the closest to. And it's the one that's always going to get the 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 upgrade right away. And, um, you know, so in that sense, yes, I, I personally think that now uh, now that their phones are more flagship level, um, that it seems stupid to go with anything else uh, with any other manufacturer now. You know, uh, if you want a stylus with it, then you're or a go, foldable. Yeah. Well, they've got the pixel fold. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but if you want a stylus or you want, you know, some other type of form factor, you know, the the flip, the Samsung has the, the flip foldable instead of mm -hmm. like the Z foldable. But so there's there are reasons to go with something else. But um, in, in my my mind, I'm going to stick with pixels for the time being. All right. Let's let's get to the real meat of this here. Um, yeah. Why do you hate Apple? It's like, why? <laughs> when did you stop beating your wife? Why do you hate Apple or iOS? Like, <laughs> uh, all right. So very quickly, I, I've, I'm in IT. I've, I've been in IT mm -hmm. for a while. Um, you know, been a system administrator for a while. I, I'm a director of IT now. But I say that because uh, I like to be able to customize things the way that I want it to. I want to make, you know, I want to be able to mm -hmm. uh, play with it. Um, if, if I want to be able to do something, I want to know that there's 10 different ways that I can do it. Mm. Um, with that does come some complexity. So I will straight out say that Android is not for everybody. Um, you know, I have two brothers who are not really tech savvy at all. They have iPhones and I tell them, no, just stick with it. It works. Like it's, it's simple. But for me, um, I like to be able to, to have options and, uh, you know, Apple, doesn't really give you a lot of options. Let's be real for a minute. Most guys would wear a t-shirt every day of their lives if they could. The problem is that most t-shirts are not acceptable to wear at work or out on a hot date night. 
But today's sponsor, Cuts, has finally changed that. Cuts t-shirts are such high-quality, wrinkle-free, and so buttery soft that you can look like you're dressing up even when you're dressing down. Yeah, you heard that. Wrinkle-free. You never have to substitute comfort for fashion ever again. If you see me in a t-shirt, it's likely one from Cuts. I'm also a huge fan of their AO five-pocket pants. The right sort of step-up from jeans without going all the way into dress pants, like literally my ideal Venn diagram of professional-looking but comfortable feeling. When you touch something from Cuts, you can immediately feel the quality. Their proprietary fabric blends are ridiculously soft and breathable, they don't wrinkle, and they look way more expensive than they actually are. For a limited time, our listeners get 20% off your entire order when you use code RIDE at checkout. That's 20% off your order at CutsClothing.com with promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. CutsClothing.com, promo code RIDE for 20% off. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mack Weldon clothing. Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their Airnet underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the Silver Peak polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer. Their Silver Crew Neck t-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. Okay, let me, let me, let me stop right there because, uh, you know, when you and I were growing up, uh, you know, I, w- I was a PC kid and um, I was a PC kid because on DOS you could do crazy shit like yeah. download or, or, or get uh, pirated, co- not download because there was no downloading in 1988, but <laughs> you could get, um, you could get uh, pirated copies of, of various games that you wanted to play. Like that was always the thing is like you would go into uh, Babbage's and there would be a whole wall of PC games and there yeah. was a tiny little corner of, of Mac games. But also it was like I learned to command line, do stuff on on um, on DOS machines and then eventually Windows machines or whatever. In this current environment, when you say what you just said, which is you want to control your stuff. Yeah. I get you that Apple locks stuff down and I'm going to I'm going to counter argument this later, but. Is that really functionally true? Like, what can you do with your Android that I can't do with my iPhone that I would want to do? Uh, put icons in a folder on your home screen. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the but okay or or like um like uh you know um having widgets that can actually okay yeah. but that's them limiting what I can do. It, it's almost like. I'm I'm talking about almost like the 1980s version of this, which is, I don't really want to sideload stuff. Like, what would I? Oh, wait, you're yeah. saying, what would you want to do? What would you want to? 
You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. you're almost saying it in an 80s kid sort of way, like, I prefer Android because I can hack it. But what are you hacking your phone to do? You know, I, I was always, I always rooted my phone. That was always the first thing I did when I got it, which, which is, you know, hacking it, hacking mm -hmm, it later. Mm -hmm. So you can put its own, uh, you know, I, I always had the, the a different ROM on there. Um, mm. You know, I, I always did that. I, I haven't done that in forever, straight, quite frankly, because I don't have time to anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, got kids that keep me busy. So, um, but it's just, it's, it's the, I, I guess what I, what I don't like or what, I the way that I look at at Apple is that for me, I don't want to be told so much what I can and can't do with my device. Yeah. Um, and, and look, yes, there are definitely things that I can't do with with it now, but uh, there's a whole lot more that I could do with an Android phone that I could do with an iPhone. It, I could I could very easily sideload apps. I don't have to root it to be able to sideload apps. Uh, I, I, can... I, I, I want you to understand that I'm philosophically with you in so many ways in my life in the sense that like, even when I came back from San Francisco last night, like I went and got a cab instead of calling an Uber. Like, I don't like, I'm not a <laughs> joiner. I'm not a like go with what everybody uses. So like, I get it. And as we said, as a kid, I was a PC kid, not a Mac kid. Um, but let's say it was, I don't know, 2005 that I, I went over to the Apple ecosystem. So that was before yeah. the iPhone. And then I, I just, and this is getting into the whole, not just iOS versus Android, but like Apple versus whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, when I moved over to the Apple ecosystem, I've never felt even a twinge of regret. Like the, all the stuff just works and we'll get into later, like, like lock in, 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 in ecosystems and things like that. But like as much as I've seen sexy ass phones and believe me, I am susceptible to sexy gadgets. Right. And I have a, a Samsung um, laptop here. That's a, a windows laptop. Like I love great gadgets. Right. Yeah. But, there's nothing that has ever really been enough to be like, you know, maybe I should cheat. <laughs> um, have, have you all right, used, all right. have you used, you've obviously used Macs and, and uh, iPhones that you, uh, you've encountered yeah, them. I mean, yeah, for in, in my, in my career, I right, yes. had yes. to in cases yes, uh, yes. Pers personally, uh, no, but yes, plenty of, of times okay. where I you know, had to manage. Okay. So uh, let, I, I didn't actually frame a question there. So let me try to do that. All right. What is the thing that I'm missing by being in this Mac iOS ecosystem that you're like, Brian, you're a tech guy. You're missing out on this whole world that you could be having over here. Let, let me put it. Let me, let me kind of, uh, let me put it this way. Um, and, and this is as much a compliment to Apple as anything else. But uh, with Android devices, they you have multiple um, manufacturers, multiple companies that are competing, right? True. So, so you know, uh, Google is competing with Samsung, is competing with Motorola, is competing with Asus, is competing with Huawei. You know, so so they have to to better each other. Good point. Now, 
And, and you know, this is the the joke I always make to you whenever they have a thing like, oh, Android's had that for five years or you know, whatever. And and but this is what Apple does. Apple waits. There's new technology. There's a new feature, gadget, whatever that that's out, and Apple waits until it's perfected, and then they release it. And that's great. I mean, there, there's something to say to that. But uh, you know, there's that means that that I get to play with it two or three years before you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it may not be perfect. It may be buggy. It may not be yeah. great. It may be, you know, it may be a little bit too early, but I like to, the, that's the, the fun that I get. I, and I you like know, cause I say on the show all the time, I, I want, I don't like just the slab of glass. I want experimentation with these gadgets. I love that stuff, but there was a review. It might've been from the verge or somebody for the pixel where they were talking about the whole Android ecosystem thing. And they're like, that's what's, great it's almost what you just said it's it's that's what's great about android is that all of these oems it's the um jurassic park thing like is um they what does he say they didn't they should have done it or they what's what's the phrase something like just because they could doesn't mean they should right exactly so every oem every cycle does three or four things where it's like yeah, that's a crazy idea. Like this stupid temperature sensor on this thing, right? <laughs> and and it's like, I appreciate that. But then as somebody that I'm almost contradicting myself because I want experimentation. I want f- foldable phones. I want different form factors. But it is what you just said was that Apple does it three years or five years later once it's been proven. They yeah. don't do crazy shit. They don't experiment. Mm-hmm. And there's a comfort in that <laughs> to certain yeah, people. I mean, and like I said, that's for, for some people, that's perfect. And, and that's great. You know that I, I will say that for the most part, um, you know, you know that if you buy an Apple product, it's, it's going to just work. Like it's going to do, everything is going to work. It's going to work well. Um, you know, obviously there's exceptions. Uh, the whole, you're holding your phone wrong thing from antenna yes, gate yes, is just yes, yeah. <laughs> still drives me yeah. crazy but but you know what i mean like for the most part the features that they come out with are going to work and they're going to work well uh but but what are you missing out on i mean have you played with this magic editor on yes on, like, that's incredible that yes. is that is amazing the things that you can do with that and it's not perfect i mean i can zoom in i can see mm-hmm. where things you know but but just looking at it on the screen it, it's it's unreal what what you can do with it, and and you know the uh, you you talk about the um, and I don't even remember what they're calling it the uh, best shot or best take uh, yeah. like there's there's real uh, use cases for that. It's not just that it's neat. Like it, with kids, I will use that all the time. I I I I am with you in the sense that in in a marketplace, that's where innovation happens because people have to come up with crazy shit and throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And so, right, if it was only iOS, you wouldn't get that. You'd only have innovation from like Chinese OEMs or something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I do get that. Um, I just, I guess, like, okay, so I said in the review, like the, the, like the, the magic eraser, but more the magic sound for the video. I can't remember. Again, I don't. I, I, audio I, magic eraser yeah. audio magic eraser like that's going to be table stakes so again what you're going to say 
next year or two years from now is like, yeah, that was on the pixel two years ago. And that's fine. But like, um, number one, I'm saying I love that Android exists because I want these innovations to happen. That's how the free market works. That's how a marketplace works is that you have competition. And so you have to one up the competition. Um, but there's never been anything in what did we say? Android, uh, the first Android phone was 2008. There's not been yeah. anything in that time that was like, oh, I got to go over there because that's so different, except for the foldable stuff. <laughs> and and I'm sure yeah. Apple will do a foldable yeah. in 2025, but um, I'd really love a foldable. But there's just been nothing that's big enough to make me go over there. Well, is that because you haven't experienced it, though? Uh, magic magic uh, editor and audio magic eraser are new uh, yes. with the eight pro. Okay. Magic, magic eraser came out with the six, and that is and that and that's basically the ability just to remove something from a picture. I have used that all the time. Really, for two years, I, I have used that so much to take, uh, you know, take people out of backgrounds, or you know, if if you take a picture and there's like a light post that just looks at a or you know, you know, light post is fine, but if it's like a, a power lines or something, yeah, yeah, or like and, the, one of the examples in the reviews was is like you take a picture of your two kids against a fence and they're this far apart, and then you can just with your finger move them yeah. close together, and it looks well, like. And, yeah. Yeah, and that's what you could do now. But yeah. but for the last couple of years, they've had where you could just take, you know, if there was a, a someone in the background, some crazy lady things, in the background, get, rid of that. get yeah. her out of that. Yeah, yeah. So like that, it, I I couldn't give that up. Now, actually, and, I, and I, we I, should say again for people that are coming from iOS, like this is not like you have to go in and do Photoshop style stuff. Oh, no. It's literally you tap it, it gone. Yeah, circle yeah. it with your finger, it's gone. Yeah. Here, here's the here's the biggest thing that I could not do without right now. The the one thing that is like I could not move to an iPhone or in this case really even something other than a Pixel because I would lose my mind if I didn't have. And that's the call screening. Mm. Uh, the number of phone calls that I get, and, and it's just you know everybody trying to to sell something, um, is is I, I probably get 10, 15 calls a day from people trying to sell me something. Um, my phone doesn't doesn't ring anymore, or if it does. I get to look at it and it, is that know, the Google Assistant the, AI? Yeah. I can read on the screen. So okay. if, if it's not a number that I have in my in my contacts, the Google Assistant answers it and it says, you know, basically, hey, this is this person is Google, mm. using Google Assistant to screen this call. Please tell them, you know, who you are and why you're calling. And it will I'll sit there and look at my phone and it will it, it will uh put in text as they're as they're speaking, so what it is, and I can either decide to answer it. Um, I can now. Th this is something they're expanding on, which is mm -hmm. one of these coming soon things, which it sucks, but that's a different story. But or I can say, um, you know, I can press a button, and the assistant will say, uh, you know, please remove right. this person from right, right, from right. your yeah. And and like, by the way, um, at the event, like they're talking about how like they're going to have Bard be the agent that will yeah. screen those calls for you answer on behalf of Kevin and say, and then come back to Kevin and say, Hey, this is what this call said. Do you want to whatever? Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, 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 let's, let's come back to that for a second. I've had the ability on my Apple watch, which apparently the pixel watch just gained. Like every time I get a call, it, it comes up on my watch and I can screen it and it says spam, it likely spam. And I can just go like that and it goes away. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if uh, is this your first time with a Pixel Watch? It's my first time with a Pixel Watch. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the phone has. They've also done where it'll show likely spam, but I think yeah, that's yeah, more yeah, of like a. Yeah. I think that's more from the carrier side than really from like it, the, the iOS or Android. Uh, but yeah, but the, the ability, or you know, because here's the thing: it, just because it's a number I don't recognize doesn't mean it's not something important. So mm-hmm. this way, I can. Um, you know, it, it can tell me that, oh, hey, this is whatever from your, you know, from your doctor confirming an appointment or something like that. Yeah. And by and the that- way, um, there's a bunch of caveats in the reviews that are not mine, uh, which I'll hopefully remember to link to when I post this, um, where all the reviews talk about there's a bunch of stuff that Google has promised that's going to come out in a couple months or something like that, uh-huh. where they're going to add Bard and make like the promise of the current Pixel lineup is that. It's the promise of AI. What if, what if a Bard yeah. or a, a, a Hey Google or a, or an a Alexa or a, <laughs> what if those were good? Um, and so, like, yeah. that's what they're promising, and that's why I got the the Pro is I want to be able to load the full LLM onto it or whatever. However, this is going to work. That's why I I yeah. asked for that one. Um, so, I mean, we we could be talking about something right now where we could be reaching. Wait, was that? Did Google just do that? (laughs) (laughs) You probably woke it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, um, so we might have to come back to this um, like in in the spring or something because um, maybe what Google promised in that event is going to be something that will be sort of transformational. So, Yeah, it really, you know, they're definitely setting it up for that. Um, I I absolutely hate that uh, the whole announcing things that, will come later like to me that's what uh, the io conference and that's what wwdc is for like that's where you can talk about things you're working on if it's a hardware event just talk about what exists like yeah you know that's but that that, that's every yeah everybody's hustling right now to to bring their stupid ai stuff to to market with everybody fighting for attention how can your business stand out and connect with customers easy Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time every time plus you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to constant contacts best in class 97 percent deliverability rate i use this and you should too tackle any challenge with constant contacts expert live customer support plus everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee so get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at constantcontact.com just go to constantcontact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. How do you make a password that's strong enough so no one will guess it and it's impossible for you to forget and do it for a hundred different sites and make it so everyone in your company can do the same without ever needing to reset them? Sounds impossible unless you have one password. 
More than any other product I've ever told you about, I can vouch 1,000% for 1Password. I can't live without it. 1Password makes strong security easy for your people and gives you the visibility you need to take action when you need to. Any device, any time, 1Password lets you securely switch between iPhone, Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. 1Password's award-winning password manager is trusted by millions of users and over 100,000 businesses from IBM to Slack. It beat out 40 other options to become Wirecutter's top pick for password managers. Right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at 1Password.com slash ride for your growing business. That's two free weeks at 1Password.com slash ride. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to 1Password.com slash ride. Um, okay, let me uh, let's 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 bring this sort of to a landing in the sense of uh, make a pitch to me. You, you made a pitch to me that that I should go to Android because I would have more control over my lifestyle. However, my counter argument is I that would only work. And also, by the way, things like Bard and Google Assistant only work if I give. Google everything. Now I'm on Gmail for everything. Okay. Yep. Um, but I lie like with Apple, I don't have to do that. Like I lie to Gmail about my home address. Okay. Yep. Um, and I, I lie to Apple about my home address. So like if, if in the future, all of this is ecosystem lock-in, if Android works the best, you have to give yourself to Google. You have to bow down and you have to be like, I am going to run everything through you, which again, this is later the ecosystem lock-in. Like I would have to change a lot of things of my life. Yeah. Um, Do you, I know that Apple being privacy focused is a lot of marketing hype, but at the same time, they do not make their money on ads. I'm actually really glad you brought that up. And and if, Sorry, I, I want to make a couple of points with that. Great. Um, one, if you don't think that Apple is collecting all of the same data on They're you, collecting it, but as far as I know, they're not yet monetizing it to a huge they're, Yeah, they're not monetizing it. They're not sharing it. And that's the whole, their whole privacy thing means we're not going to let other people collect your information. We're just going to do it ourselves. And if, if you think that they're not going to use that, I, you talk, you've been talking the last few days about them potentially or sometime in the future, Doing maybe having their own search engine. Yeah. Of, of course, that's that's where they're going to get their data from. Um, so here's here's my thought on it. Um, everybody, all of the, those companies are collecting every single data point on you that they can. Uh, I would almost say that maybe Google's being more upfront about it. You could possibly mm. go that angle. But here's the thing: if if uh, you know, let's not be naive. They yeah, Google knows everything about about all of us, right? And and that's where they're making their money. Uh, if they're gonna, if they're gonna know everything about me, not that I'm okay with it, but I want it to work in my advantage, at least like I want to benefit, reap the benefits mm. of that too. Mm-hmm. And if, if Bard, which the stuff that they're, that they're promising that that'll come soon, that yeah, Bard yeah. will, will almost be my personal assistant because it knows my emails, they- it knows my schedule, it knows where I was like 
that's if you're going to know that information already, then give me the benefit. The, the Google's ahead of the game because Google would have more of that information. Like Apple does not have all of my eight email addresses. Apple does not have yeah. like I still use Google Maps. Like so like. I, 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 I even think I was converted to that five or six years ago where it's like uh, when when Google first started to make the pitch of it, it'll be ambient computing. It'll be computing in the background. Um, I, I get that. And, and you know what? You're right. That's a very convincing argument to me because like in the end, what are we talking about? Like eventually our cars are going to be, you know, data collection things like uh, Amazon's putting everything in our house. Like if, (laughs) if, 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 if Kellogg's the, the bottom line is, is once everything went digital, it's impossible not to know what your customers do with the product. If Kellogg's yeah. could know when you emptied that box or how much milk you put into it, believe me, they would want that data because everybody wants the data of how the product is used. And, yes. and, and yeah, right. So maybe like I said on, on the show this week, like um, maybe let's just make peace with the fact that they're, there is IRL and online there. It doesn't matter. It's all yeah. everything at this point. I mean, you, you're not, you'd have to be completely off the grid to, to really uh, not have this data collected on you. It's going to happen. Now I, I'm not, believe me, I'm not saying like we should all be okay with it and just give them free range. Like, no, there needs to be, it's, it's ridiculous how much every, you said cars will eventually be data points. They are. They, they, they right, absolutely right, right. are. If you have a Tesla, they know everything. And by the way, all of them, the Fords, the, yeah. the Rivians, all, all the new cars, like they are literally data hogs. I, I think I've absolutely. done that on the show too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, and again, I'm not saying that we should be okay with it, but if it's going to happen, if it's inevitable, uh, let me benefit from it as well. And, and I think that, it is inevitable. And, and, and like the, yeah. the, this is not a political argument in the sense that like, oh, I can't believe that this is the world we live in where it's a panopticon, but it's impossible. You know, my mom, she has that mm-hmm. phrase that like the, that in the modern era, what it is, is it's impossible not to know anything. It's impossible not to know where my kid is right now. It's impossible yeah. not to know. Like it's, it, it is the, the whole uh, planet earth now is, is becoming a thing where it's impossible not to know. Eventually you would want, when you know that the light outside my window has gone out, you would want the city to know that instantly so they could replace it. Like yeah. the, the ability to know things is what the digital era is. So there's parts of me that are like, I, I, I grieve for the, like the scarcity and like the, <laughs> the anonymity and things like that, but also like, how are you going to stop it? Right. So yes. I'm with you in the sense that Google is a better, um, they know, it's not just Gmail, they know my search history, they know who I am. And yeah. so they would be better suited to give me a future AI bot that knows Brian than Apple does right now. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, if I, uh, there was the, during the the keynote, uh, they talked about one of the things, and again, this is one of those coming later things, but it was um, it, it, the the uh, example that they used was 
uh, you know, uh, on the, the Google Watch, uh, the Pixel Watch it, with the Fitbit integration, if you had a run and your, you know, uh, your time was was lower than than your average. Right. And you could and you could ask it. Yes. Why was my time lower? And it can reference. Well, you know, you haven't been sleeping very good lately. Or yeah. Been going yeah, to bed. yeah. Like, look, the fact that they know all that, is it scary? Absolutely. But if you can if you can give that back to me in a way that's beneficial to me like yeah absolutely um last philosophical question it's not even philosophical but um this is like the lock-in thing so like um the reason i can't at this point without a lot of pain go to android is mm -hmm. because like my kids have ipads you know, yep. and um, like if if I was uh, or, uh, a single person or without kids or whatever, like my whole household and then and then my, you know, my work and, and things like that are on Macs. Do, do, do your, your kids have tablets and phones and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. And, they've got Android tablets and Android phones. Yeah. OK. All right. So so you're locked in. Absolutely. And I'm you know, locked in. And, and I think I again, naive, naivety, I think I realized that for the first time. I really realized that for the first time a few months ago. Mm. Um, and I, and I, I, I told you this when we first talked, start talking about doing this. Uh, I think for the first time ever, the, the, uh, the iPhone 15 max pro was, I, I looked at that with, you know, with some, uh, some stars in my eyes a little bit for the first time ever. I was like, wow, this, like this thing looks nice. And I, the, the, some of the, the camera functionality was great. And for a, a brief, second um i was a little bit envious but then i realized like i i i couldn't because you know i'd, I'd have to get a, an apple watch and i'd have to get apple tv right and right, right, i'd right. have to my kids would have to get iphones and, and yeah exactly what you were saying so i i don't think it's as maybe maybe it's just me but i didn't think it was as obvious you know you there's definitely ecosystem lock-in if with you have i think if you have a family yeah. that's when they've got you because yes once you're committed to whatever device again you're saying you're 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 handing down things to your your children yeah. like clothing like that's when they have you uh, because in a way you could argue that like you could still for your work uh work in a pc environment but exist uh in your family in a ios environment yeah but like you, you what what it would take to transition yeah, is, yeah. Is, is too much is too much is really so i yeah i think that that people are as locked in to the android ecosystem as as they could be with in the apple ecosystem apple ecosystem yeah um well that's how it's always been back to um yeah, P PC and and well, in in the earliest days, it was like you know a Commodore sixty four versus whatever. But okay, <laughs> um, all right, Kev, I appreciate this. Uh, do you want to shout anything out? Uh, how are the Bengals doing this year? <laughs> uh, you know, it was a it was a rough start. Uh, their last week they looked good, and we'll see if that continues. But um. Yeah, it's. I, I felt like uh, you know, for for how many years that I've been a Bengals fan, uh, it's you know we endured so much, and then we got this big uh, glimpse of what yes. it's like on the other side, the and, promised land. Yeah, yeah, and for a few weeks, I felt like that was being ripped out from 
ripped back away from us. But I think uh, I think we're going to be all right. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic at this point. Well, I still have a, what was it? The 87 team, the Iggy, Iggy Shuffle team. Yeah, yeah, um, 87, 88. Only because of you guys back there, uh, my family back in, in the Cincy area. But um, I'm so far out of the NFL, I can't speak intelligently about anything. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about it. Um, Kevin, thanks so much for um, for doing this uh, because my review is clearly coming from a place of, hey, I'm a tourist in this uh, Android ecosystem, so um, thanks for. Well, and, and you know what? That might even be that's great too because you're you know you're 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 not looking at it with a uh, a positive bias so, or a fanboy fanboy yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah fanboy yeah. and and uh, and One so of the things, you know, like it's, said, it's it's valuable to me to do it every few years, and I hadn't done it since the pandemic, I always do it every few years to like get a Android device and, and play with it. And I have the yeah. windows laptops and things like that. So yeah, I, I try to dip my toe in just to know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but before too long, we're going to have you on. A, you're going to give me, you're going to convert me. Okay. <laughs> um, I hope to see you soon in person. Uh, thanks for doing this, Kev. Absolutely. I appreciate it. 